Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. When people say, well, you know, you, you, you can't play without spectators. Well, I think you'd probably get enough buy-in from people who are dying to see a baseball game, particularly me. I'm living in Washington. We have the world champion, Washington Nationals. You know, I want to see them play again. All right, Gordon, There, uh, that was uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, mm-hmm. That was from uh, a couple of weeks ago. He is back making the media rounds. He, uh, he went on CNN. He also had some other outlets, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll read his thoughts on the NFL. He says, quote, unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community, and they are tested nearly every day, it would be very hard to see how football is able to be played this fall if there is a second wave, which is certainly a possibility and which would be complicated by the predictable flu season. Football may not happen this year. Yes, uh, as I was uh, preparing for the show, uh, that that hit me over the head like a sledgehammer. I mean, that's he is he is one guy that I really trust in this whole ordeal, and I don't know whether football is really gonna gonna uh, cooperate. Uh, that has not been their stance in the past. The NFL has already said that they their feelings on the bubble. They don't think it's uh, practical or appropriate. Well, Dr. Fauci disagrees. Um, here's a, a statement from Alan Still, uh, Sills, excuse me, NFL chief medical officer. He says, Dr. Fauci has identified the important health and safety issues. We and the NFL Players Association, together with our joint medical advisors, are addressing to mitigate the, uh, the health risk to players, coaches, and other essential personnel. We are developing a comprehensive and rapid result testing program and rigorous protocols that call a, uh, for a shared responsibility from everyone inside our football ecosystem. This is based on the collective guidance of public health officials, including the White House Task Force, the CDC, infectious disease experts, and other sports leagues. So do you think that's enough? I mean, when we talked about this with the NBA, you were saying that you thought that some of the uh, precautions within and restrictions within the bubble were somewhat uh, redundant. Do you think that as far as the NFL goes, that testing is uh, pretty much enough? Well, Gordon, I let me let me give you my thoughts. Let me let me share it this way. I feel like the NFL should be left to make its own decision with the cooperation of its players. So I, I think that Dr. Fauci's opinion is is just that. I think it's Dr. Fauci's opinion. The NFL has uh, decided uh, that they're going to respond to it in its own way. And Dr. Alan Sills, I'm not sure exactly uh, all his background, but also a medical, certainly a, somebody from a medical background, uh, mm-hmm. or at least the doctor there would would appear. Um, so so I guess my my opinion to do to you, Gordon, is the NFL has to figure out the right situation for itself involving the the um, uh, the voices that they choose to listen to, including its own players. I, I think that they have the right to do that. And, and maybe Dr. Fauci disagrees with their approach, but they can consider his opinion as well. But I, I don't think uh, mm, I don't think that they should be uh, told exactly what to do 
Uh, certainly not by an epidemiologist because he's not into public policy either. Well, I guess it might be the NFL might find itself in a situation that they're going to find the doctor and agree with the doctor that fits into their economic plan. Right. And uh, I thought about that, uh, Gordon. The NFL has been ignoring doctors for years. Why would today be any different? Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, a lot of times people will go to a doctor and uh, they don't like what they hear. So what do they do? They go to a different doctor until they hear what they want to hear. And uh, I understand that there can be variants of opinion on this, but... When, when Anthony Fauci says that, it caught my attention, and I thought, that better be listened to, and I, I don't know whether it will be, uh, but Fauci seems to be fairly well-versed. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything he says, but I, 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 I think he's worth listening to, and, but I don't think the NFL will listen to him. I, I, I think they're going to go a different way. Well, listening to him and doing what he says, those aren't the same things. Well, in this case, maybe they should be. I mean, they should. Here, let me, taking Dr. Fauci out of it for a second, you, can I tell you one thing that I appreciate about Dr. Dunn, who, of course, is kind of the, I mean, to sim- oversimplify things, she's kind of uh, our local Dr. Fauci here, I guess. Uh, she She's a really good communicator, and I've really appreciated that about her during all of this. And she's been really clear, though, about what her job is. And she uh, she if you follow her on Twitter, uh, people ask her really practical day to day life questions. You know, it's, what a, I I've got uh, I want to go on a family picnic tomorrow. Do you have any thoughts on on that? And and she'll give advice, you know, stuff like social distance and, you know, the stuff we're used to hearing, but she'll always, you know, qualify it or come up at the end, you know, people need to make their own decisions and she does not make policy. She gives advice. And I appreciate that clarification because that's that's true. I, I'm glad that she was giving advice to the Utah Jazz on how they should handle that situation You know that happened in Oklahoma City because that's a great voice to have in the room right there. But ultimately, uh, it was up to the Jazz with how they handled the situation to be judged by history, right? And so, yeah, I, I think these voices like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Dunn are, are, are very, very important. But ultimately, the decisions are going to be made uh, by by decision makers and policy makers, and I think that's how it should be. Well, yes, that's maybe how it should be, but it's not necessarily the best course of action overall. Uh, if you take just solely what's in the best interest of the health of the players and and maybe fans, maybe personnel, uh, I think sometimes different decisions would be made than the ones that are because the economic situation comes into play. And we had uh, Dr. Angela Dunn on our show, and we asked her those questions, and she essentially said that <laughs> yeah, there are things to consider beyond just the pure health ones. And uh, it would be interesting to hear if it was only about health, what those decisions would be, as opposed to taking into so many considerations about finances. So can I, let me ask you this then, um, from a philosophical standpoint, uh, I made a joke earlier that the NFL has been ignoring doctors for years because they have. And I would guess that, you know, whatever, eight out of 10 neurologists, if we had them on the air right now and asked them if playing tackle football was a good idea, they'd probably eight out of 10, like I said, would probably tell you no. So, I mean, 
how do we justify then supporting a, a sport that puts lives at risk, Gordon? Because it, the doctors out there say it's not good for your noggin to play football. I mean, how do we how do how do we justify that within ourselves then? Well, I, I guess what you do is you you uh, uh, you talk to the players and they can decide for themselves whether it's worth it to them or not. And obviously, they're making a decision to play because, well, they, different guys have different reasons. Bang. Same well, logic but, should apply but, to this. But when you're talking about a worldwide pandemic, uh, I, I think that that may alter the reality a tad bit. Well, it alters the subject. I don't think it alters the reality. It alters the risk. It's a different type of risk. It's it's a different subject matter, but I don't think it alters the reality. Uh, okay. Fine. Well, but I'm not I I I'm, I'm not trying to bend you to my will, Gordon. I'm just I I'm just telling you how I th- how I look at the situation. For any doctor to say that uh, that uh, <laughs> that there aren't other factors that are coming into play here that are are, are swaying what the policy will be, then they're lying. And I, I think any doctor who has been involved with uh, the the pandemic uh, falls into that same situation where they have to take other things into consideration beyond what is in the best interests as far as the well-being of the players goes. Uh, Well, okay, but they're also operating in communities and they have to operate under their standards. They have to, I mean, you look at the list and and I get it, the NFL is evil. Don't get me wrong. Uh, You know, I understand your point from the the very beginning that they'll, they'll, you know, consult with people that tell them what they want to hear. I I understand that. And yes, I have that, uh, that cynical opinion as well. But, you know, part of the message the NFL put out there was we're, we're hearing advice from all these different agencies that we have to listen to as well. I mean, if the, if the health department in the host city of the game isn't going to let them do it, you know, then there you go. I mean, why does the responsibility solely fall on the NFL itself? Really, isn't the NFL's job to function under the parameters that they're given? I, I suppose. Uh, I suppose. But that's, you know, this whole scenario is why I respect what the NBA is doing, because they are they are taking precautions beyond what it sounds like the NFL wants to do. It's beyond what college football wants to do. And if you know what, if NFL players aren't on board because they want some sort of bubble environment, well, then the the players' association needs to to raise that uh, raise that objection. That's that's yeah. their right to do that. And they, you know what, but, throw in the coaches too. They've got a union. That's their right to do that as well. We talked about that a little bit yesterday with the with the NBA coaches. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. we have a way to figure this out so people can be, you know, comfortable and feel like they're doing what what is right. The first person who I, I heard, whose voice I heard, who cautioned against large gatherings of people, especially as it pertains to sporting events, was Fauci. And that's, that's when I really started thinking about it. And I think that's when the NBA started really paying attention to it as well. Of all the leagues, I think what the NBA has done has been most admirable. And I, from the, from the indications I get about what the NFL wants to do, is they are they are couching it with that those words of caution, but they're going to damn well go on and do their games and have their games the way they want to have them. All and right. 
that's I think it's a different approach than what the NBA has done. Okay, well, I mean, and and I'll raise this thought because I I re-listened to our interview yesterday uh, with David Locke, and I thought I thought David was great. But in in the PR discussion that we were having, you know, the the I guess the the additional we were talking about, uh, you, you know, they're not playing the PR game, and that Dr. Fauci doesn't play the PR game, and that's just not true. You know, we, we talk about the issue. One thing that I'll always look back on this situation and think about is the, the whole mask thing at the very beginning, where the, the experts, including Dr. Fauci, were, told, were telling us that max, masks were not necessary. In fact, at one point, they told us that max, masks would have a negative effect on, uh, on catching the coronavirus. And that, yeah, but you can't, you can't judge people uh, based, or you have to judge them according to when they said what they wait, said. Wait, 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 I know, but hold on, because we, people have raised this question with the, with the experts and said, what, what about that mask thing? And their answer was they did not want to generate a run on PPP so that there was enough for the hospitals. Okay, that that's their. Is that job. what everybody that's, said, that's, or is that what some have said? Some, but anyway, the point being, the 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 point being is they're very much in the PR game. They sell they sold that message for what they determined to be the greater good, and maybe it was. But the point is, well, is that's that, that message than, that's was different was than pushed. just PR. That's different than just PR, because I, there's a they're, they're they're trying to accomplish a greater good, which of course as opposed is, to just making something look good. Well, which, of course, is the, the sheer purpose of public relations, right? Oh, no, PR it's not. That second to, part is... comes in. That second part comes in in a major way, Jake. Well, the point being. Appearances. Yeah, the, the point being they did it for maybe noble causes. I mean, I, I feel like uh, protecting hospital workers is a pretty noble cause. But let's not right, pretend that we didn't adjust make... things for public relations. We did. But that's, but that's different than, than just trying to shine up a, uh, an unfortunate situation for any entity, a company, a team, whatever. No, they're, they're sending the message, look how careful we're being. We're being so careful. We're doing all of these things. We're sending the right message into the public that we are being careful, so you should be careful too. And, and maybe this is all noble, but let's not pretend that it's not public relations or there's not a part of that in there. It's, it's the NBA I, saying, I, I, saying, look oh, at this. Man. We're doing it the right way because we won't let somebody wipe a basketball with a jersey. Look at how well Jake, we're doing this. So you should do it in I, your I, life too. I, and I'm fine with that I, message, but I, let's I not pretend that you're it, looking at the, you're looking at that from an angle that is extremely cynical. No, I, I mean I, I'm just, if, if, it, if it's good, if it's for the good of the players and every precaution that can be put into place, then I don't view that not necessarily as public relations. I view that as they are truly trying to protect their players at every turn. Not trying to present a certain image for everybody. I look what we're doing. I, I think it goes beyond that. I think they are actually trying to protect their players. Oh, I think that's true. I think they're actually trying to protect they're not their trying, players. They're not trying to uh, present an image solely for the effect of, of uh, presenting an image. I think the NFL will try to protect their players, too. I, I, I think that uh, I, I never said the NBA was not protecting its players. I, I think the daily testing is a is an amazing step and by far the most effective thing laid out in that plan. That's that's protecting your players. Going to the extent to have the equipment too, where you can do it in a not uncomfortable manner. 
because that was a com- concern of some of the players, that's protecting your players. Create uh, an environment where they don't have to travel, that's protecting your players. Don't pretend like you're saving lives because you you are playing singles ping pong instead of doubles inside of an actual b- bubbled situation. That's take, that's ridiculous. Take. That's you're that's tri- a message tri- to other tripping. people. You're tripping up over little details. That, 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 why not employ every single precaution that you possibly can? Because it's not well, necessary well, I mean, and it's foolish. In, in public relations, it's different when you're just trying to salvage an image and you're trying to to, 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 to show a company or an entity or a team or a policy in its best light just for the sake of doing that. I, I don't think that's what the NBA is doing. I think the NBA is, is truly trying to take every precaution possible to protect those players. And they want guys like you and me to have to that say opi- that. To have okay, that opinion, that, that, yes. That, that, well, yes. that's fine, but that's different than in some public relations situations. You see people absolutely telling complete falsehoods. You see that. You see that in government. You see that in private enterprise. You see that in, in, in well anywhere where there's a public relations firm involved. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're and, and, spinning and things to cover up uh, the Watergate break-in. But, I'm but saying, that's, I'm well, saying that's the NBA PR, is the, really cognizant about the message it's sending out there, and they're doing that on purpose. Yes. Well, uh, the, to the betterment of all, in my opinion. Fair enough. I think multiple uh, uh, points of view can be serviced in this whole thing. But, but, uh, but if you're but, asking but, me but, if but I think you. that by wiping off, not wiping off the ball with the jersey, that that's preventing the spread of coronavirus during a basketball game. I'm going to say that's ridiculous. I don't. I don't. So know why, why put that in? That. Why put I, I that? Why, why put that why, in? Why, why do you get hung up on that? They're covering every base, and I think that's for the benefit of all. And you're hung up on the way it looks, or they're trying to portray a certain something. When what in reality they're trying to keep their players as safe as possible. Why? Why get hung up on that? Why get hung up on the fact that if the NFL is not doing that? that they don't have the best interest of their players at heart. Well, I'm just going by what Dr. Fauci said, Okay, man. well, I'm telling I, you. I'm no, I'm no expert on this, but I figure he is. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that the NFL's got to figure it out, and they have the right to, to do so. And I hope, you know what, I hope they heard Dr. Fauci's opinion, and I hope they weighed it carefully. And in fact, from that matter, I'm disappointed that the NFL responded so soon. Maybe should, they should have digested his opinion. I, I think you can have that criticism, but I don't. I don't see any evidence that the NFL is acting recklessly because they're doing something different than what the NBA is doing. Uh, well, I guess it depends on whether you want to listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci or not. And if you don't, then then you can draw that conclusion. But if you listen to what he says, that's what they should do: is create a similar bubble and play within it. Well, I'll tell you, I wish I would have started wearing a mask earlier. Me too. <laughs> so I did listen to Dr. Fauci, and, and I, wish I, I wish I would have started wearing a mask earlier. Jake, he knew what he knew when he knew it, and, and now he knows what he knows now. I and agree. He knows, Things he knows more. He knows more than you. He knows more than me. And I Not tend more to than wanna, me. I, I tend to want to listen to what he says, and I think the NFL should. As I've got well. I've got a case full of Zingo juice. I just drink every morning, and I'm better off for it. <laughs> I wish I would have listened to the Korean Doctor Fauci, who said, "Yeah, masks are a good idea." 
<laughs> Jake, I, 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 I'm not sure I understand completely why you want to make big issues out of little things and and then utilize that as a crowbar to pry open or justify whatever it is that anybody else wants to do. I hear like if that, they turn around in three circles, that knocks the germs off their feet. Hell, we can't even flush a toilet anymore without it spreading germs everywhere. Right. Right, so might as well let us play basketball. Because so at some I, point, so at when some I take point, the toilet paper and wipe the seat, it's probably not cleaning anything off, but my mind feels better. So if I can't go to the can without putting life's in danger, life's in danger, then well, you know what? <laughs> at, at some point, at some point, I have to draw the line and think I got to live somehow. I, I, I've got, I've, I've got to relieve myself. So. I'm crossing the line. Well, I've been in a bathroom after you, and I've always thought of that about you, nice. uh, that you've been a threat one way or another, regardless of a pandemic or not. All right. Gordon, uh, you mentioned there were a couple of items on top of your mind today. We talked a little bit about sports and the coronavirus. What is item number two? Well, item number two is uh, is another big story that's going on right now, the continued emphasis on uh on the Black Lives Matter and in trying to uh, create an environment from coast to coast that uh, engenders uh, equality and sends positive message in that that regard. And did you see that uh, Florida, the University of Florida, is discontinuing the use of their popular gator bait cheer at sporting events due to racial imagery? That goes along with it. I don't think there's overt language in that cheer, that, uh, but there is sort of a connotation that the university wants to put it into, that gator chomp thing where everybody uh, does the chomp and they, uh, they, they, uh, they, they use that, that uh, chant about uh, the gator bait. So, I, I, you know, and let me give you a quote here. Um. While I know of no evidence of racism associated with our Gator Bait cheer at UF sporting events, there is horrific historic racist imagery associated with the phrase, according to, I think this is coming from uh, the university, some university official. So the uh, they are not going to use it anymore. What do you make of that? Do you think, where do you draw the line between those in those sorts of things in a sports connotation. Now, obviously, we can take it in any direction outside of sports. But what do you what do you make of eliminating certain cheers or certain traditions that uh, may have uh, been born out of that kind of thing? Man, isn't that the question of the day? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that is something that uh, I have certainly given a lot of thought on a, on a lot of different things. Like I, I feel fairly confident in my opinion that having a, a, a sports franchise named the Redskins, it, you know, let's, let's move on from that. I think we're, we're, we're past that. I, you know, when you think of things like Confederate statues coming down from prominent places, you know, I, I, I can come along with that. I, I certainly the understand. Nickname, how about the nickname rebels? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as as we kind of evolve and and get past certain parts in our history, then then we should ash, a, absolutely you know kind of get 
get past that. But but where is that line is is a great question. I mean, in, in this uh, circumstance, the the tie is fairly loose, right? But if it's there, you know, is it necessary to have a, a cheer that makes others feel mar- marginalized? You know, not really. But let's let's get to another one that's that's been in the news. You know, Quaker Oats is getting rid of Aunt Jemima. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah uh-huh. they're they're moving on from that. So you know, yeah, it's kinda, about time. Isn't it? I mean, come on. Well, well, hold on, because it's a little bit more complex than that, right? And remember our conversation the other day about you know symbols get hijacked and things change. And so I'm keeping mm-hmm. that in mind when I think about this. But have you ever looked into the origin of of that branding? I mean, I it, it goes back over a hundred years when they developed it. And actually, the actress. That is portrayed as Aunt Jemima. She was uh, a freed slave. She was an activist, and she was the first major black spokesman, uh, spokesperson in this country. And so, so, why, so what do they have against it now? Then, well, they—I believe people think it personifies uh, a day and age that was that was maybe racially insensitive. It's almost become a. A, a, a character, a character of itself, in a way, and that's why I, I'm saying, you know, symbols change, things change. But where do we draw that line? Because if you actually look into the history of that brand, like that's 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 pretty cool, right? The first black spokesperson for a major, uh, you know, company in this country, and if you look at her particular story and how she was an activist, that's pretty awesome. So where where do we draw that line? I think the question you raise, I think, is really, really important. And if the the imagery of that brand has indeed it, it, you know changed to, again, where people feel marginalized by it, well, then it maybe is something that we need to, to address. But I I think it's 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 really interesting where we draw that line and where people choose to draw that line. Did you see that there are Texas Longhorn players who are uh, demanding among other things, that the school replace its alma mater, Eyes of Texas, uh, a song that they say has racial undertones to it. Uh, you see the story about Jawan Mitchell. He's a linebacker for the Longhorns. He's, he says that uh, uh, he released a statement on his Twitter account uh, stating that he no longer feels as if representing Texas matches his ideals. Uh, this is his quote. When I look in the mirror in the morning, I want to tell myself I did the right thing. That should be everyone's mindsets. It's not about blacks versus whites or cops versus blacks. It's about doing what's right. With that being said, I do not feel comfortable representing the University of Texas. Uh, we pour our blood, sweat, and tears in every day so the city of Austin can enjoy their Saturdays. For once, we decide to voice our opinions about things that can help better the community. It seems they only have our front, but not our backs. People who want to create change don't care how much money can be lost, don't care about who hates them or any bad outcomes that may occur. Uh, The only thing on your mind should be equality. So I guess everyone has to do it uh, his or her own way. Didn't they change Utah man am I to Utah fan am I? I mean, how much do those symbols mean to people out there? I mean, can you simply change lyrics and, and maintain school pride? I mean, these are all decisions that uh, 
that I, I guess we need to be sensitive to and, and look into. But I, you know, to answer your original question, Gordon, I don't, I don't think there is a de- definitive line, at least not yet. I mean, are, is Florida just, State still doing the tomahawk chop? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think that just asking the question, some people get tired of the question being asked or the idea being brought up. I think that's a healthy thing. I think that's a good thing to stop and think about some of these things that are sort of woven into sports or into tradition and, uh, and, and they are held uh, important by certain people and other people now saying, wait a second, why, why are we doing that? Should that be done? Should that be changed? And you hear a lot of people talk about sort of stamping out or stomping out uh, historical stuff. Uh, I think it's important to be aware of history and then to make adaptation uh, where where it's deemed to be uh, the right thing to do. Now, that's where it gets a little difficult because different people interpret it differently. 